Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 28 of Pigskin's Picks. And as always, I'm one of your hosts, Ryan. And I'm Dave. And Dave, we got a hell of a weekend coming up. Oh, I can't wait. We got championship weekend in college and week 13 in NFL. So this is going to be some exciting, exciting football we're getting. We're going to break down all the conference championships for you. Yes, we are. We're going to have uh, all the picks for this conference championship weekend. Uh, you know, we'll have at least our favorite bet from each game. Yep. And then, so, as always, we'll do our we'll do our recaps of the previous weeks in NFL and college. So, Dave, we want to jump Let's jump right in. You go first, Ry, because you had the biggest win of the week, so I could say. Go blue. Fuck you to everybody <laughs> who did not have Michigan minus three and a half. Um it was sweaty, though. It was sweaty at the no, end of the was. game when I was like, they're going to win by three and, and screw the world. And then Listen, I'm like, oh, how's it going to stop? Lie. I'm not going to lie. The anxiety before that game was high. There was never a point in that game where I was nervous enough to where I thought we were going to lose. Now, you know, I'll tell you, there's one point in my mind. One point in that game. When drive. rushed yep. down Michigan's throat yep. and tied it up. Yep. And I went... Oh no! Is this it? That was the and it was that was the Ben part. That was yeah. Michigan was it was said, "Hey Michigan, oh, we bent. and, and we bent. hey hey, what how are you gonna respond? Because that That's was the it. drive where you didn't you, you know you came out didn't score they they scored stopped you scored again and it was like oh boy this is this is it and yeah. then the great response I mean I sad Zach Zinter got hurt but what a response by them the next play to score just oh, no, incredible. It was- I mean, did you did you see Joel Klatt's? Like, did yeah. you hear what he yeah. said about it? Like, that was just insane. Chills. The whole, the whole, just the chills. whole stadium just. Well, that's why they call it the Big House because literally. Again, but, great win for you. That and I'll be honest with you. It's incredible. I bust, I bust on you a lot. High saying Michigan's not good, but that was an impressive win. That was, and and that was. I was more impressed by JJ that he th- made some throws that made me go. No, the the where is world. The Roman Wilson. Where was this all season? Because like you know, it feels like they're always kind of holding them back. And it's like the kid's gonna go to the pros. Like he makes throws like that. Like he's a, he's a bona fide first round pick, no question. Yeah. I mean, like, he made throws like in that game. He to me, when he makes throws like that, it's kind of like how we saw CJ Stroud use his legs against Georgia, and it was like, where's that yep. been? It's last year he did this in in the same game. He had a couple big throws. And you're like, where's that been? And then yeah, expected yeah. that to see that this year, and then you'd see spurts of it, but for the most part, it was like, no, nope, keep him in, keep him in. And then suddenly, yeah. bam, he's out there again making, making these NFL throws. So, again, yeah. if, he can, if he does that consistently, like he's not only going to be in the NFL, he'll be a pretty damn good player. He'll be, yeah. Like, I, I don't really have an NFL comparison to him right now because it's just, there's not, there's not. There's tape out there, but it's not like, you know, your Caleb Williams or your Michael Penix or your Bo Nix, where those guys are dropping back 35, 40 times a game. Um, what you get with JJ is like. Some games for the ball nine times. Because he like, I've, I've, I've told you this before where I'm like, I don't know how JJ did what he just did. And it's just, it doesn't make sense. And then he'll go out and throw three picks against Bowling Green. You're like, what the hell just happened? It's, you know what it is? He needs to go to a situation that he's not going to yeah. start day one. And I, I've talked to you about this, Ryan, t- earlier today, off off air. Yeah. The difference, I think, why we see some guys crash and burn off the bat versus, like, succeed is nowadays there is no buffer period. It's every rookie is expected to start right, right away. And 
that was the case when we were growing up. You know, when we no. were kids, it was they usually you didn't you were the first pick. You didn't play year one. And I don't unless know where were, the change you were Andrew Luck or our RG three. Those are the two exceptions to the rule. I think of all these other guys who were picked, first round picks over yeah. the years, and they didn't start right away. I mean, the only guys who normally would start right away would be the number one pick because they were picked yeah. number one for a reason. But all these other picks, like, you'd sit a year. I mean, people forget Pat Mahomes sat an entire season. Yeah. And I think that was a huge benefit to his game. Didn't Big Ben sit too? Big Ben also sat, I believe, in 2000. Um, Eli and Phil didn't sit, right? Because they were, like, one in three or whatever. That, or, like... No, Phil sat because Phil, Phil was sat. Eli didn't, right? Eli was like in the league. Eli, no. I think Eli started right away because, but okay. I mean, Phil did because uh, quarterback at the time there was Drew Brees. Oh yeah, and then he left. Huh? Look right now, Philip Rivers. Oh, Phil was Drew's up. backup for a couple of years or a year. I mean, Phil Rivers was drafted in two thousand four. By the way, he went to NC State. People forget about that. Um, and then he started. Yes, he did. He did not play in 2004 or 2005. He had, I should say he did, but like he had 30 pass attempts in those two seasons. So he didn't play two years. He didn't, really, he didn't start until 2006. And that's when they went 14 and 2. And everyone's like, holy crap, is this guy going to be like the future? And then he just started the history of yeah. being great, but also sucking. Okay. Um, but Eli, I do believe, started off the bat. Yeah. After the Eli thing, we got to get back on track because we just went off the rails. That's fine. Right at the start. All right, so but, Eli started not played in, in seven games his rookie season. Okay. And was one in six with oh, uh, six touchdowns okay. and nine interceptions. So great start to his career. Um, yeah. So, like, that's just one of those things. Like, not – very few instances. But nowadays, they just expect everyone to start off the bat. But let's go. Yeah. Hold on. Like we said. So, but, great win for Michigan. Great win. Uh, you know, we got Iowa. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But great win. It's always it's always go blue, and uh, Dave, I have a saying: you can't spell dumb fucks without bucks. That is my <laughs> saying of the day. Okay. So, so how'd your other picks go? Other picks? Uh, Not too good. We're both we're both losses. Uh, UNC got absolutely boat raced by NC State, and Washington just I, I don't know the brakes fell off this week. But um, that fourth pick did hit though. The fourth pick did hit. Uh, the I, Iowa I, Nebraska, I, by the way, the Iowa Nebraska under was twenty six and a half. It opened ended before game time. We're down to twenty five and a half, and it was yeah. still at seventeen points at halftime. And Ryan said to me, "Oh my god, they're gonna hit the over." And guess what? They still didn't hit the over. Well, uh, of course, I do the alternate under of twenty and a half because I was like, "Listen, if the thing, if the line drops three points, I'm like, okay, like." If it's dropping, it's dropping three points for a reason. Like they're not going to score. It didn't and drop three when, points though. It when dropped they made twenty five and a half. I th- no, I had 23 and a half at one point. That, then I don't know what you fell for because the game, it we we gave out 26 and a half and then it closed at 25 and a half. I'm pretty sure I had 23 and a half at one point. All right, well, you're silly for falling for that. They got Vegas got you there. They did, but listen, it is what it is. They, it still, was were, they still were 123 and a half, by the way. Yeah, I know, I know. So, but went one and two and the, the last no, you're two and two. week. Two and two. Oh, two and two, yeah. Well, my, my, my personal picks went two and two. Just you and two and two. I'll give you. I'll give yourself, give yourself the credit here. Okay, but right. yeah, we got the well, most important win. That's all that matters. I'll go that I went. I had a little three in one week. Um, obviously we hit the under. Um, Florida State won a six and a half. They won twenty four to fifteen to Florida. Huge win for us. That's just is a shift of momentum now because you just went to a very hostile place with a an inexperienced quarterback and just beat Florida. 
being down 13 nothing. Uh, uh, 14 nothing. Like we were down for 12 nothing, whatever it was. 12 nothing. 12 nothing. Um, so impressive win. Arizona minus 10 and a half. This game was 7 nothing, and the final score was 59 23. I saw a live bet of Arizona at even money, and I was like, oh no, I should. Or sorry, the, the line was minus 3.5. I was like, oh no, I should probably take that live. And then they won by 36. <laughs> it was never a worry. So imagine, imagine minus 35 and a half live. <sighs> imagine. Not that moment when they're down, when they're down 7 3. Imagine taking them to win by 30. You get plus 10,000 odds. Easily. And the last one, like, I did lose the Georgia minus 23, but I have a theory. So they Georgia won the game 31 23. Mm. And now, if you noticed, all these, all of these, uh, in-state rival games prior to Georgia were very close. We saw the Alabama miracle. We saw Washington go down to the wire. Yeah, you, you know, the, obviously it's not it's not in-state, but Michigan Ohio State was a super close game. Like all these yeah. games were super close. Georgia was up 31-13. And then they let a field goal up, field goal, make it 31-16. Like, because I was watching this game. Georgia was dominating Georgia Tech. It was 31-13 for a reason. They yeah. were dominating. Here's my theory, Ryan. Kirby told them to stop and to pump the brakes, let the game get closer because it makes everyone think, oh, wow, Georgia's struggling with Georgia Tech. And it makes Bama say, oh, Georgia's not as good as they think because Georgia Tech's hanging around with them and they shouldn't be at all. Because if you watch that game, Georgia, Georgia was on their way to win by 30. Like they were dominating both sides of the football. And like I said, they let the field go up. They drive right down the field, no problem. Beck throws an interception, which he's thrown five all year or four all year. So those are it was just like a crappy pick. It wasn't even like a like a, oh he made it was just like hmm interesting. Did he, throw, did he throw a Mac Jones interception? Almost, but it was almost like ah I wasn't supposed to throw it there like whoopsie type thing. Oh, like and this is a guy who who's been like super accurate and all this has been absolutely to like a throw he doesn't make. Yeah, and then they let they let George Sickle right down the field and score and they win by eight and they had this game suddenly look a lot closer than it was. I was never in it, it. By the way, other teams that got when the games got close, like I was never in my mind thinking like Georgia's gonna lose this game, Texas gonna win this game. It was like no, Georgia's just deciding not like they're not gonna try anymore. Yeah, and I don't know if it's to yeah they took the foot off the gas. It's like do they want to change the perception for the Bama game? Because I personally think they're gonna. I think maybe maybe that's why the line is five and a half. The line is closer than it should be. I think. I think this is a line that they're going to. We'll get there. Well, we got two different opinions, so I know. Well, no, you have you only have your opinion because you quite literally flipped from hating that that one team to hating the other team. You used to hate one team all the time, and now it's like, oh, I don't, I hate this team more because they win. Listen, they have all they have all the damn fun. Like, why did why why do these why do these two schools from the SEC get to have all the fun? Why do they get to drive the shiny have the shiny toys, have the fancy car? You know, this could be this could be the death of Bama for us. And then there's no more two teams getting shiny cars. Then it's just one team getting a shiny car. But then there's more to go around everyone else. That is true. Because you don't want you don't want Alabama you don't want Alabama to win this game on on Saturday. No, because Alabama is going to make make the playoffs and win the whole damn thing. I, I'm so confident. If, if Alabama, I do, I do kind of want chaos though for the committee. Like I want the committee it's not chaos for them. Have to. No, because you're going to. If Bama wins, yeah, it's chaos. No, because Bama gets in and Georgia gets in. You're not going to keep Georgia out unless Bama beats them by 20. You're not keeping Georgia out. That's just. So then, Florida State, so then Florida State's getting eliminated, going undefeated for a Power 5 champ. Yeah, probably. 
That's why I don't want Bama either. But also, I wouldn't want Bama because guess what's going to happen? If Bama beats Georgia, it's going to be two two years ago. It's going to be Georgia-Bama in the national championship game. That's exactly what's going to happen. I'm telling you, it's going to be the exact same scenario. Georgia's undefeated, loses to Bama in the SEC championship yeah, game. Yeah, and, and, then, and then we'll have to play Georgia because we'll be and one. And then Georgia's going to beat the – then Georgia's going to beat the break. No, oh. no, not beat the breaks. I think they beat us. I don't think they beat the breaks off of us. Kind uh, they of. probably win by 10. Um, yeah, that's keeping it close against Georgia. I'm being honest. I mean, what happened the last time we played Georgia? He lost by 30. 21. Relax. All right. So, hold on. Before we go, we just want to mention Tom's picks. So, Tom had Ohio State running yes. line. Um, that was a loss. loss. But loss. the Hallball to federal prison is still up in the air, so we're not really sure. That not could going to prison. I don't know. That, 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 that's a TBD. Um, Kansas minus six and a half. Was it sweat free? They won by 33. <laughs> they won 49-16. And the stand-up business parlay, JMU covers nine because they went by 30. 30. Washington State covers the 16 and a half because they lose by three. But Oregon State couldn't cover 13 and a half and lost. So the standout business probably goes goes two out of three. But t- his special fourth pick, the Youngstown State money line in the FCS, was in fact a winner. So Tom actually had a pretty decent weekend, if you're going to be, uh, be honest. Yeah. So. So, that hey, listen, Tom, thanks for coming last week, man. We really appreciated it. And we'll have a special guest next week, actually. Um, oh, yeah. Is it next week? It'll be most likely next week, if okay. not two weeks. All right, all right. Um, he's he's uh, known in the TikTok world, so maybe that'll get some people excited. Uh, but let's move on to our oinks of the week. Ryan, you start with your oinks. Give us your three oinks. Oh, yeah, I'll run down the list for my three oinks. First oink in what is most likely his last game for the Notre Dame Irish is Audric Estime. 25 carries, 238 yards, and four touchdowns. Uh, I would say that's your one oink. That's my one oink. I would say uh, that's a hell of a goodbye. Because also him not being a finalist for the Doak Walker Award is just blasphemous in my opinion. Who is so, who are the finalists though? I have no idea, but he's I mean, not it, one of them. It's he gotta be Ollie. Ollie is one of them. I, I'm assuming Blake is one of them, which Did I don't. Put Ollie agree down with. as an honorary oink this week? No, not this week. So he's not going to mention what Ollie did on Saturday. What did he do on Saturday? He didn't... What did Ollie do on Saturday? I thought it was a normal stat week for him. I could be um, wrong, though. I mean, if normal is 166 yards and five touchdowns. Completely forgot he had five touchdowns. Okay, never mind. So, yeah, all right. I'll give all right. So I'll give Ollie. Okay, buddy. Ollie Gordon had... 176 all-purpose yards and five touchdowns, and he doesn't even have an honorary oink. Well, just, are you kidding me? Listen, I'm trying to share the wealth here. He's been, he's been. I understand him. He keeps putting up video. This is video game numbers. Listen, I mean, estimates listen, video I'm game trying, numbers. I'm trying to be nice to the rest of the country. Now, I'm gonna finish my oink. We gave out like seven oinks this year. He gets we'll, out we'll get every week. Later. We'll get back to that later, but come on, estimate. You just have an oink, man. Yes, um, estimate you do deserve an oink because two thirty five and or two thirty yeah two thirty eight and four touchdowns is ridiculous. Second oink is Trevor Lawrence completed twenty three passes, three hundred sixty four yards, and two rushing touchdowns as well. And this was to basically put a stranglehold on the AFC South division. Puts them in a really puts them in a absolute driver's seat. Yep, which is why that that, that game is very important. And um, third oink is, uh, I, I don't remember the last time I saw 
stat line like this. Oh, see, hold on. You're going to get mad about Estime's not being in there, but the three finalists are, are Ali Gordon, Cody Schrader, and Omarion Hampton. Okay. All right. Yeah, fine. No, like, like they're actually... I, I, can't, I can't argue with that. No, because, like, Cody Schrader had, like, 2,000 rushing no, yards. Cody Schrader is sick. Um, I would maybe say estimate over Hampton, but right. I I just think as a, a estimate is probably a better running back than Hampton, just being honest. But I Hampton, I think, oh, maybe probably... Omer has a, a more dual threat than estimate, I think. Interesting. Um, okay. Um... But no, I I think Audrey Gastemay is a top five running back in the country. I'm just gonna just gonna say it. But the third oink is a man from Iowa State by the name of Abu Sama the third. Can't forget about that. He had 16 carries for 276 yards and three touchdowns. It came out to 17.3 yards per carry. Just not. I've real. never seen that in my life. And then, all right, Ollie Gordon, you get an honorable, honorable. One hundred seventy-six all-purpose shows and five touchdowns. Forget about him. He gets an honorable. Listen, he, he he used up all his oinks earlier in the season. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I, I just think it's insane how he just did every week. I'm trying to find somewhere. Right, no, it's it's literally like clockwork. And by the way, wow, Drake May had one hundred and six rushing yards on nine carries. Who did? Drake May. I didn't even realize that. Uh, okay. Omerion, you realize, averaged 6.2 yards a carry, had 1,442 yards and 15 touchdowns. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Est- how many rushing yards did Estime have? I'd have to check that, but I just wanted to check. All right, his... you, do your, you do your... All right, my first going is going to be Trey Benson. I know what, his numbers don't sound crazy, but 19 for what, 95 and three touchdowns. The reason this is such a bit... I'm mentioning this is it's helped Florida State win and stay undefeated, have an undefeated season. How many, sorry to cut you off, how many yards did you say Hampton had? 1,442, 15 touchdowns. What did Estime have? 1,341 and 18 touchdowns. Okay, and then what did Schrader have? Because Ollie Gordon, we know, is there. No, Schrader deserves deserves to be there. No, I'm saying, what did he have? I'm going to look that up right now. Schrader had like 300, we didn't even mention Schrader. He had 217 yards. I was going to, but he only had a touchdown, so it's like. Only one t- no, he had 14.89, 13 touchdowns, six yeah. yards to carry. What was, was Estimate's yard to carry? Estimate had six point, estimate average 6.4 yards to carry. So basically, like, I, they're all the same. I mean, yeah, Ali Gordon is number one. They just went with the guy with the more rushing yards. I mean, Ali Gordon had 1,520, yards, 80 yards, and 20 touchdowns. They took, they, took the, they took the three guys who had the three most rushing yards in the country. That's really what I they I don't have an issue with that. No. Um, my two ranks are going to go to the only NFL or. My only NFL oink of the week, um, Kyron Williams. He had 16 for 143 on the ground. Um, and then he had six catches for 61 yards and two touchdowns. So 100, 204 all-purpose yards and two touchdowns on 22 carry, touches. By the way, this is his first game back from the IR. So hell of a day. And yeah. I already mentioned what Arizona did, man. But like... Nah, this is ridiculous. Um, the duo of... Did you know he's a true sophomore? Who, Technically a true freshman? No. Fida? Fida. Oh, good God. That They're going to be good. Where are they going? Why would he leave? No, no, no. Where, are, where is Arizona going? Oh, uh, <laughs> aren't they going to Big 12? I'll look that up. Look that up. Because I, I was like, they just went 8-3 and three this year. They, or nine, like, they just they're, had a really... No, really... They're, they're arguably a top two or three hottest team in the country. Like, they ended the year... 
you couldn't ask to have a they and they like beat teams. They beat they they made it through most of that gauntlet where it's like, oh, that's pretty damn impressive. I mean, they're going to be a top twelve team when the year ends. Twelve. Nine three. They went nine three this year. Like that's really impressive. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Noah. Uh, I didn't say his last name. Fafita. Fafita was thirty of forty one for five hundred and twenty seven yards, five touchdowns, and an interception. Um. McMillan. I don't know how to say his first name. I'm sorry. I have no idea how to say that. Um. Tatario. Tatario. Tataria. McMillan yeah. had eleven catches for two hundred and sixty six yards. It's just a <laughs> just a ridiculous stat. Um. I'm also going to shout out uh, two other honorable mentions. Well, three. Casey Washington, by the way, had nine catches for 218 yards and three touchdowns for Illinois in their 45-43 loss to Northwestern. Northwestern, by the way, went went seven and five this year. Awesome to see them go seven and five yes. after going one and eleven last year. Deck Prescott. I mean, he lit it up on Thanksgiving Day. He was 22 of 32 for 331 yards and four touchdowns with 10 rushing yards on national television, destroying the Commanders. And uh, Ryan already mentioned the Iowa State running back, but I need to mention the whole team because Iowa State's entire team on offense scored six touchdowns on 35 offensive plays. Kansas State had 100 (laughs) offensive plays. Iowa State had 35 and scored six touchdowns. They scored on six of 35 plays. I've never seen a stat like that. It sounds like a weird stat. I've never seen a stat like that. Neither have I. They scored every six plays. That's ridiculous. It's uh, it's ridiculous. Every six. Less. And less than every six plays, they score a touchdown. Like what? That's it. And they won. <laughs> and they won. But, but so our last oink is going to be it's a, Ryan. It's a little different. It's a little different oink because it, I mean, it has something to do with football, but no stats are related to it. He also kind of wasn't great, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> he was thirteen quarterback. The man will kill you with his bare hands. Well, if he passes all the tests. Listen, he's passing the tests. He, you know, he's and he's a big man. He's like six five. He's six four, two twenty. They said. Yeah, that's a scary man. That's a, yeah, a imagine, scary. Person. Imagine, well, yeah. Say who this is, and then I'll say what I'm going to say. Levi Wallace, Utah State quarterback. I salute you, sir. He's going to forego his remaining eligibility and is going to join the Navy SEAL program and attempt to become a Navy now, SEAL. Now, imagine. A six foot four, two hundred and twenty pound man is standing in front of you with an AR fifteen. You're no, gonna I'm, tell me that you're not shitting your pants? You know that he's also gonna get jacked out of his mind. Oh with yeah, like a seal. Yeah. he's gonna be more like two forty of just. So, yeah, a big. six foot four, two hundred and forty pound man holding an automatic assault rifle who could kill. Who doesn't need? He doesn't need the gun to kill you. Let's no. just be honest. He can kill you with his bare hand. You're trying to tell me you're not shitting bricks if that guy is in a dark well, alley with you? They or got you word off a terrorist in. organization. Yeah. Well, that's a different story. They're just bad people. But. Well, yeah, but I'm saying they got not a terrorist. They, they, don't, they don't go in dark alleys, Ryan. <laughs> they're, not, they're not you Batman fighting crime. <laughs> like, if you were a bad guy and you saw him. I mean, sure. Yeah, be I, they, they don't patrol the streets at night I like know, Batman. I, I was just trying to make a point that he's just. His stature is terrifying. But let's but get on to the on. fun stuff. All right. So, uh, folks, this will be a little different. Instead of us giving our favorite picks of the week, we broke down all of the conference championship games. Each of us is going to give uh, – we're each covering five conferences. We're going to give our best bet from each game. So we're going to start with the Friday games first. Ryan, you go out with your best bet from your Pac-12 championship game between Oregon and Washington. So my best bet for the – this game is going to be incredible, by the way. So, uh, people – just get your popcorn ready. Get you know, 
Take the over. A nice cold beer or something and just take sit in front the of the over. television for three hours. Yep. I'm telling you right now, take the over. Well, my bet – I was going to do that, but my best bet is Washington plus nine and a half. Uh, this is – has potential to be the best conference championship game we get all weekend. So, you know, it's three versus five. Winner gets – most likely gets into the playoff. Or Not most likely. Or to avenge that loss. They're getting in. The winner of that gets in. How are you going to tell me? Well, not if, well, not if your scenario plays out like you said before, and Bama wins. They so. still get in. They get in over us because if Washington goes, if Washington wins the game, Washington will be undefeated. They'll give Washington in. No that's question. True. Yeah, that's true. But um, Oregon is looking for their revenge. You know, at the earlier loss, they you know got handed in Washington. I think they should have won that game earlier. You know week four or five, whenever it was. But, you know, it came down to a kick. It was missed. It's a completely different Oregon team now. But here's where I think my X factor is going to come into play. And my X factor is Washington's defensive line. If Washington's defensive line can stop the run and make Oregon and Bo Nix drop back to pass more than they want to, they will be able to get stops and they will be able to get the bow. Because I think... You know, they have Braylon Trice on the edge, who's very good. And probably going to end up being a first-round pick. Um, I also think if they stop the run, Oregon's going to be in shambles because they're, you know, they, they run on, like, the balance scale. Like, if they're not balanced, they kind of get a little discombobulated, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, what do we do now? So, realistically, I'm just banking on Washington's defensive line to play really well. And if they do, I definitely think Washington keeps this within the nine and a half. So they didn't win the game. They didn't um, win the game. I, they could win the game. I mean, let's, they're the third best team in the country for a reason. Mm-hmm. I, I Oregon, agree. again, Oregon's probably, you know, top two or three team. You know, the hottest team in the country right now. But Washington's three for a reason. You know, these both these teams got there by winning the games they had to win, except for Oregon when they lost to Washington, obviously. But it's, this is going to be a slugfest with, I think, Two good defenses that are going to struggle just because the offenses are are incredible. On another, they're on another pedestal. So, but I do think Washington keeps this within ten. I, don't, I, mean, I, I think don't, also this is. This, I don't think they get a bad Heisman. This could no, be Heisman. I, I, I no, I think Bo's got it locked up. To be perfectly honest, I'm saying it. But, um, I does he though, or I think so. Unless, unless no, Bo I'm talking about. Out. I'm not talking. I'm talking about if not necessarily for Michael, but for Jaden. Daniels, like if he well, would have to lose this game and only throw for like two fifty with like three picks and like one touchdown. Okay, I, I think that's the only, and I don't. Well, see I mean, I, know, so I think this is this is when Bo solidifies that he yeah. gets his Heisman. You're I think get, this is gonna get a Heisman in this game most likely. I think that that's that's my argument. Even if they lose this game, I think he solidifies Heisman's hits. Yeah, I mean, listen, do I think Bo should win? No. Do I think he's going to win? Most likely. I mean, I, why wouldn't you think that he should win? Jaden Daniels has a thousand more yards than anybody playing the quarterback position or in college football. He's the most electric player in college football, and he's not going to win the Heisman because his team has three losses. Because Brian Kelly's a dopey bastard and doesn't know how to doesn't know how to win a big game. But I mean, Jaden Daniels is putting up the best numbers we've seen from a quarterback, you know, in the last. 20 years besides Joe Burrow. Like, he's putting up your Johnny Manziel numbers when Johnny won the Heisman. Your Lamar numbers. He actually has more passing yards than Lamar. 
And I think he has more rushing yards than Lamar when he won the Heisman. So it's like, I get. I'm just saying, I think that this, I think this game, because I still think it's close. I still think Jaden has yeah, a chance I think, to I win think the Heisman. Yeah, I think the That's why like, I think this is the game that Bo solidifies it's his Heisman. Yeah. But I hope he does, because I, I'm not going to lie. I do, I do root for Oregon if Michigan is out or something like that, or I'll root for Oregon in their bowl games or when. Ryan's a huge playing. Oregon fan. Don't listen to him. He's really, if it's not I, Michigan, like it's Oregon. I like, listen, you know the three teams I like, and obviously they're in a specific order, but you know who won is. Who the hell's the third team? I know two. You know, who you know the third team. Rutgers? No. The Smurf Turf. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, this Boise is also why. Anyway. Boise State for everyone listening. Yeah, I mean, this is also Memorial Day. Yeah, I, I, like I might be the only Boise State fan east of the Mississippi. Okay. <laughs> and this is why he goes, I don't like, I don't like Georgia because Georgia keeps winning games. I love Georgia, man. Yeah, I'm they're annoying. A, I'm, such a, I'm such a, if it's not Florida State, <laughs> Georgia, baby. <laughs> Let's go, dogs. I mean, I, maybe because I went to Georgia, maybe that was the thing. You know, I visit, I've, been, I've been to this campus. I look to go there for college because they have one of the best like, communication programs in the entire world. Um, a lot of lot of okay. reporters come from Georgia. But anyhow, I'm covering Conference USA for Friday night's game. Um, and my best bet, like Ryan, is going to be New Mexico State plus 10 and a half. I was initially all over Liberty. This team did play earlier this season, much like Washington and Oregon. This going to screw you again. No, actually, since New Mexico State lost week one, they've honestly been playing out of their minds. That's they did correct. lose to Liberty. Liberty was their second loss of the season and their last loss of the season. So Liberty's good. So it's Liberty's like... very good. Well, listen to why. So they won 33-17. Okay. This, that was, by the way, that game, New Mexico, New Mexico State had three turnovers. Two of them were in Liberty territory that probably would have led to points. I just think Liberty, I still think Liberty wins this game. I do. I think Liberty wins this game. I think they probably win by seven, maybe 10. But because I'm getting the hook, at ten and a half, I do think Mexico State keeps us a lot closer. They're also playing yeah. their best football of the season, and they're going to run and churn the clock. This is going to be a game that's not going to be that high scoring, I think, because Mexico State is going to do everything they can to keep the ball out of Liberty's hands because Liberty is explosive. So I just expect Mexico State to, to in Pavala, the quarterback, to use his legs, you know, run the ball as much as possible, make short throws, keep the clock going, and they're going to have long, you know, seven-minute drives just so it's like, hey, we're going to keep this game close. But I do think Liberty ends up winning this game. I just think New Mexico State's going to cover the 10.5. If this game was 9.5, I'd probably flip, but I'm getting... You're getting that point. That point's you. The extra, half, the extra half point, and I think this could end up being a 10-point game. So that's why. So we're going to Sunday. Sunday. Saturday. Oh. All right, so... Ryan, you do your Big 12 breakdown and do them. I'll go to my the Mac. Big 12 breakdown. I got lucky with the conferences, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, you got oh. all the good ones. I, yeah, probably, we, we flipped, I flipped the coin for all this, and it just never fell in my favor. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, and I got the SEC, too. We had the flip-flop that. Yeah. I felt bad. I know. Here, but, all right. Best bet for the Big 12 championship game. I like the over 54.5. I think that uh, number is way too low. I think the number is way too low just because Texas averages 35 a game and Oak State averages 30 a game. Texas also averages 421 yards. The reason I like this because, like, Texas needs to make – if Texas needs to make a statement. Like, they need 
to obviously win the game. Do what they did last week. What they do last yeah. week? You need Texas to, Tech. They won by yeah, 50. You need to beat the brakes off of Oak State. Like, you need to just absolutely embarrass them if it got to that point. I don't think it will because I do think Oak State's good enough to keep it relative. Well, did they come out? Did they come out the who won the coach of the year? I want to check that. Did they come out who won Big, Big 12 coach of the year? I don't like, I know ACC oh, came it out. To, it has to be Gundy. Like, there's no other person besides Gundy. Oh, yeah. No, Mike Gundy won it and over yeah. Steve over Sark. And people are upset about that. No, no. Mike no, Gundy Oak just State got was supposed to finish like seventh in the Big 12 this my, year. My, 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 Mike Gundy just bought an OKC team that had no business being in the conference championship game to have a chance to win the conference championship. Literally. So, but. And that's the thing. Also, shout out to Texas. First time they've been here since 2009. Maybe Texas is back. Gotta win this game. Well, it's just, you know, it's two explosive offenses, and I just think the 54.5 is a little lower than – I I thought this would be somewhere near 60. But I thought this would be over 60. I think 54 is, is – It's a I good agree. number. It's a good no, number. I think, yes, I think you're right. Oklahoma State is good, but they have a lot of points. But they just beat yes, BYU. I mean, look at what happened against Houston and BYU. And, like, Texas has a better offense than Houston and BYU. It's not even close. BYU and Houston were not playing good football when they played Oak State. No, it's 40-34 last week. Like, if, And the thing is, if Oklahoma yeah. State wants to win this game, it's going to have to be a score like that. So take the over because you're, they're yeah. not beating Texas, you know, 17-10. They're just not. It's going to have to be a shootout. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, both these offenses are explosive. Texas has, you know, the, the passing the passing game with Worthy and Mitchell and even Sanders too. Worthy's banged up. He'll be fine. But, hey, listen, A.D. Mitchell, if you're in New Jersey, people, you can take college props, A.D. Mitchell yards. I don't know what it is, but I think that would be a great play. Because I don't think it's going to be the height, to be honest. No, it, it hovers around like 50 every week, which is like not. I just don't worry where they got banged up last week, and I yeah. that they were definitely worried. So he shows up for big games, A.D. Mitchell. He scored in there. He scores in every, he's scored in every single playoff game he's played in, and he scored against Bama earlier in the season. Big, it's the biggest games he shows up in. It's just what the guy does. So, and, and Texas, I like, like you said, needs to make a statement because they yep. want to get into the playoffs and like jump, uh, uh, you know, an Alabama or jump an Oregon. What like they're going to have to do a big one. But I'll hop over to the MAC. I have the MAC championship game between Toledo and Miami of Ohio. I went back and forth on this. I like Toledo a lot, but this game screams. The line's too big. So for that, I'm going to go Miami-Ohio plus seven and a half. It's just, they played back on October 21st, and the final score was 21-17. They won by, Toledo won by four. Toledo last week was up and then won a very other close game. They've been winning all their games extremely close. They're not blowing teams out, and they let them, They kind of let these teams hang around. Now, Toledo's got a great running rushing attack. Miami-Ohio's got a decent rush defense, nothing crazy. But enough that I think this is going to be a one-possession game. And I, again, I get the hook the right way. So on that, I'll take Toledo. Uh, Miami of Ohio plus seven and a half. I like it. I like. I love some – was this the Mac, right? The Mac. The Mac, yeah, Mac I love action. I love me some Mac. No, I love me some action, baby. So next, Ryan, what you like? You got the Mountain West. I do have the Mountain West because I'm probably – one of the only people in the tri-state area who actually cares about the Mountain West. A little bit. So, oddly enough, is Boise State versus my dad's alma mater. 
You went LV. I didn't really go to UNLV. How the heck did you get there from Maine? It's a long story. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. I'll, I'll have to help tell me the story. Yeah, you, you, you got you to gotta hear that from him. But I am going with the Boise State Broncos minus two and a half. A little biased just because I am, I am a fan. But Boise State has been a powerhouse in the Mountain West the last 10, 12 years. You know, basically since Kellen Moore. The last 15 years, you know, they've always been competitive. They've always been near the top. They've won four of the last 10. It's hard to win your conference, and winning four of the last 10 is pretty pretty damn good, if you ask me. Um, I'm also going with the experience here of you know, this Boise State team of being a little – have a lot of you – know, I think they got a bunch, bunch of older guys. So they want to go out on top because they haven't won in a few years. So I like Boise State at minus two and a half. Only thing that scares me a little bit is the game is in Allegiant, I believe. No. Let me look that up. Actually, you, you mind looking that up? Yeah, I'll, no, I'll look up. Um, but, you know, it's basically like a UNLV home game, but Boise State's the favorite for a reason. I also like Boise State's balanced offensive attack. They average close to 200 yards passing and 200 yards rushing per game, so they can either beat you on the ground or through the air. And ever since they fired their head coach, and I was like, why did they do that? This makes no sense. They've played very good football in the last three or four games. So I'm going to ride the hot hand a little no, bit. It is a Legion Stadium. Is it? Okay. Yep, yeah, you're right. All right. So I'm going to ride the hot hand. I'm also going to go with the Broncos, as they do have a special place in my heart. So. Right, so I may have shocked Ryan here with my pick, but I'm going to do the SEC breakdown. I, and I still don't hate it. I like I it. I still don't hate it, by the way. I, I still like do not it. hate the other pick. I initially was all over, and this this is fluctuated. I've seen six and a half. I've seen five and a half. I've seen five. I've seen back up to six and a half for Georgia, favored. I think Georgia wins by a touchdown. No less than a touchdown. I honestly think Georgia wins by double, double figures. I think Georgia is going to make a, a statement that we are the team to beat and Bama is going to become little brother. I really do. This is the year. I think this Georgia team has just got flown under the radar. I know they've been ranked one all year for most of the year, but like really kind of under the radar. Like I said, they kind of pulled up last week, stopped playing because they're all thinking next week, Atlanta, Bama. Bama's lucky they're even in this game. I mean, not that last week's loss would have hurt them, but that would have kept them out of playoff contention, even if they won. The line right now, I just looked up, is five and a half. So I do not hate at all if you want to take Georgia minus five and a half. I will be taking it. I'm sorry, no, no, I will be taking it. But my best bet is over 53 and a half. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Bama just gave up 24 to Auburn. Now we know they're playing at Auburn. It's very hard in the Iron Bowl to play at Auburn, all that stuff. It was the 10th anniversary of the kick six. Chris Davis, a crazy story about that for another day. I'll tell you why. I don't know if you heard the story about Chris Davis. I, and how I, saw, the, I saw it, yeah. Huge Alabama fan. Yeah, wild. wild. Um, Georgia just let up 23 to Georgia Tech. Now, like I said, they, they let the brakes off the gas and all that. Both of these teams will be scoring at least 21 points. It doesn't matter who wins. Both of these teams will be scoring at least 21 points. I can tell you that. I am as confident as confident to be that they will both score some points. 
What I think is going to happen is Georgia's going to break away from that and score probably 34, maybe yeah, 38. When, when Bama gets that's you know when Bama gets stopped on offense, that's when Georgia's going to be like, all right, now we go. No, yeah, we no, it's it's going to be no, and don't, don't be surprised. Bama starts the game off with the ball and goes on and scores up seven nothing, and then you're going to get Georgia at at you know minus one and a half, and everyone's going to be freaking out. Oh my god, Bama's going to win this game. Bama's going to win this game, and if you can get Georgia at minus one and a half, you better take that because Georgia. I tell you right now, I'm there is not a more team I'm confident in this week more than I'm confident in Michigan beating the breaks off of Iowa <laughs> than I am in Georgia this week. And if Georgia happens to lose, you guys can all give me all the hate you want next week. But I am so confident in that team. I've watched a lot of their football over the last six weeks. They're on a different level than everyone else, man. They're on a different. It's like you said, they're at a different speed than yeah. everyone else. Yeah, it's 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 insane. Like there's and the only team that can realistically keep up with them is Bama. But this is a not a, this is not the normalist Nick Saban Bama team. Now again, they've been playing super. They besides last week, they were playing very well for the most part. You know, being a hot team that no one wants to play. But I'm telling you right now. This will go over 53.5. This will go over 54.5. I think this game, we may get close to 60 points in this game. But I'm telling you right now, I think George is going to be scoring two-thirds of that. I, I, a thir- I, I, 30, I think it could well, very well be 38-24. Fine. I can see that. And, and you, you hit the 54 and you cover George's minus 5.5, minus 9.5 that I will be putting in for plus money. And I'm telling you, if Bama gets the ball first and scores, live bet Georgia. You're going to get Georgia at the best price you're ever going to get Georgia at for the rest of the year. All season, yeah. You're never going to get Georgia at, at minus one because that's what it will be. So that's all I got in the SEC. Big Ten and ACC, right? Well, obviously you have the Big Ten. It's your team. Um, we know the spread's a million to nothing. Uh, they're, they're not even expected to get a point for Iowa. So what's your they're best over, bet? It's like kind of a tough game. It is. It's a, t- it's a tough game to pick from because... our aspect, yeah. Yeah, from like your best bet. It's like, what do I take here? Like, Iowa's team under? Well, they score one touchdown in garbage time, you lose. But then you can say, yeah. oh, Iowa's team over? Well, if they don't score a touchdown in garbage time, they lose. But see, exa- that's exactly – I'm glad you mentioned that because that is exactly why this pick is the best bet. And it is Michigan first half minus 11.5. I really think that Michigan is probably going to want to jump out early, you know, try to – Potentially rest some guys if they can. I I actually love this logic. This is good logic because I think you're right. They go up something by four you go, touchdowns. You, just, you go up early. You, I mean, I was listening to some videos today on YouTube. Somebody literally said Iowa's best chance to score is when they're on defense. Mm-hmm. Do you know how ridiculous that sounds? It is though. That that's the most preposterous thing I've ever heard. But, but, it's, it's, but it quite literally is their best. Yeah. That. And it's. Like I'm sorry, Michigan is not allowing three defensive scores for I. Like it's just not happening. Like Michigan could be twenty-one nothing and then just yeah. I, I think me personally, Michigan scores fourteen points, the game's over. They and they can go fourteen nothing in the first half, and then you, your yeah. first half bat spreads, and that could be the final score. But I think th- I think they're going to want to try to go up early, fast, and you know try to get as much as many points as possible. And just be like, all right, guys, we can take our foot off the gas. We can kind of just burn the clock in the second half. Yep. Just burn the clock. That's what they're going to want to do. They won't. Burn they won't the throw the ball. They'll just. Oh, but Michigan. Get... Michigan's going to have a short field all day because I don't. Iowa's offense is averaging 
less yards than Michigan's giving up on defense. Like their their offense is averaging like two forty five, and Michigan averages like Michigan's defense averages like two forty three. So like think about that. You know how ridiculous that is. Where an opposing defense is averaging less yards per game than what your offense has done all season. Like it's Wait, insane. No, that's that would be normal. No, and all. And, and an offense to have, yeah, your offense should be more than the defense lets up. Oh, no, but Iowa's Iowa's offense is less than. Oh, you said it backwards. You said Michigan's defense oh, okay, is allowing yeah, up last year. That's, that's why I was like, "What? That's not that right, crazy. Yeah. That's no, no, pretty no. normal." I sorry, I did say all right. I did say it backwards. But so yeah. you're saying Iowa averages two forty three a game, and Michigan lets up two forty four a game. So yeah. Iowa quite literally score their average is less than what Michigan's even allowing. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yes, sorry. I tried to i know it was confusing when i said it but yes that that's is why i was like what do you mean that's that, kind of that is the logic behind that so yeah, yeah that's it's michigan good. minus 11 and a half first half that's my best bet this yeah game. I, I like that i'm probably gonna i was gonna say what do you think because I, I was looking at the over because i'm like michigan could score 35 no, but it's also it's also i i was scores a point i'm just being honest I'm, and that's the thing that's, that's why the over probably doesn't hit because i don't actually know if michigan scores 35 versus Iowa. that's a lot of points for iowa to give up and yeah. like i will give up some like I like that. I like they could go fourteen nothing in the first half, and that'd be the final score. Yeah, maybe so, I'll do that. Maybe I'll maybe I'll uh, cover your first half bet when that hits. I'll then live bet the over under and take the under live, whatever it is, because no more points are scored. Exactly. So all right. So ACC time. My FSU, my Sens, trying to finish the year undefeated. We just had Coach of the Year and Offensive Player of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year in pretty much every major category in the ACC. So screw everyone else, losers. <laughs> um, Dave Salty, Mike Ravel. I'm taking two and a half. Two and a half. This is a one possession game. It's either this is a one possession game, but we win by double figures and win easily. My kids, I tell you, my concern with Louisville, they can stop the run. They let up less than 80 yards a game and they run the ball pretty well. We're Florida State. We've been middle pack stopping the run. We've actually been a lot better as of late. Um, a lot of times in early in games, we let up a lot of rushing yards and then we just lock the F down. Uh, I think it's going to come down to that. If we can stop Louisville's rushing attack and have a partial rushing attack, we will be Louisville no sweat. But I just know this game is going to give me a heart attack because it's at 8 o'clock at night. It's the last damn game. These are the last two games being played. Of course they are. weekend is Michigan and FSU. And I just think Louisville's going to keep this game close. And I'm going to take, unlike the with my taking the, my dogs with the plus hook, I get the minus hook here. So I'll take the two and a half. If it was three and a half, I would definitely not be taking that. Um, the over under is forty seven and a half, which you could also go after that, but I don't necessarily know. You know, with with Tate, I don't know how many points we're scoring, and Louisville kind of score, but also they do give up points. I mean, they just gave yeah. thirty eight to a bad Kentucky team at home. So I'm going Florida State minus two and a half for the ACC, and finally we have our last two. Right with the squads, I love it. Finally, the last two, guy, the Sun Belt. Who you got? I'm just going to be honest. I have not. The only game I really watched is when App State fucked up JMU's day. That was so awesome. When JMU was on top of the world and App State said, ha ha, think again. Uh, no, JMU it, came back in that game to then lose at the end. Yeah. It seems like App State's really good at that. Like, you know, when they beat Michigan, when they beat A&M last year, when, you know, they're on game day against JMU, who was on top of the world. Oh, I forgot to write that in the notes. Sorry. Um, 
But it just seems like App State finds a way to ruin your day. But not on Saturday. I I I like Troy minus five and a half in this game. Troy was in this game last season. They got absolutely boat raced by Coastal. It was bad. Like it, they were getting smoked, I'm pretty sure. And Troy's back and they want revenge for last year. Who did they lose to last year? Coastal. I don't know if Coastal was still good. Remember when they were on top yeah. of the world? No. I wouldn't say. Uh, I don't think they were, but... Um, they were undefeated. Did they not go undefeated like two years ago? Coastal? Yeah. Yeah, two years ago, not last year. Yeah, so I'm saying, like, remember when, I said, do you remember when they were on top of the world? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you it's said crazy they were. Time. No, no, no. no, no last season time. they were okay. How's he still playing, by the way? How's he still, like, have eligibility? I'm trying to... Oh, see, trying it's like the college basketball kid who's gotten, like, nine years of eligibility. Harry Ellis? Oh, my God, I forgot about him. That's Harry Ellis was 34 years old, still playing a bunch of 22-year-olds. I will sit that by the day. He was in the league. He was in college from the beginning of. He was in college, like during like George Bush's like administration, and left during yeah, the end of Obama's like, administration. That's like people saying Bo Nix was in college during the Obama administration. Was he though? No, it's just the joke because like it's just he's so old that like. But he's not. But like he's not. I don't get what no. he's twenty three, bro. I, he just turned twenty three. No, Why it's, is it's he? It's because he's been playing for five, six years. Because he started right out of the gate. Yeah, I mean, I guess. It's so just it's like, like, that blows my mind. No, it's wild. It's like, you don't understand, he's old, he, he's literally, Michael Penix is the same age. Um, Jordan Travis is the same age. Uh, Jay, uh, Caleb Williams is a year younger. Like, Jane Daniels is a year younger. Like, I don't get that, but okay. Anyhow. What, you Troy minus five and a half? Yes, Troy minus five and a half is the best bet in this game. I've never, I, I have not watched a Sunbelt game, just being honest. Maybe maybe tomorrow, maybe Saturday. Kind of, kind of flipped a coin for this one, so we'll see. All right, my last pick. Who watches the, the Sun Belt, Dave? Just be honest. Well, we, uh, you have this weekend. You have nothing else to do. I have the AAC Nash Championship game, <laughs> Tulane versus SMU. This would have been. I was all over the over. The over is forty-seven and a half. I would have been all over the over. Um, but SMU did just lose starting quarterback Preston Stone. To the rest of the season for breaking his leg. Um, oh, that was, that's confirmed. confirmed. Oh yeah, no, he's out. Okay, he's I out. saw. I saw it come across ESPN, but sometimes ESPN's no, in the no, 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 listen, I, I literally looked it up before going this. It said like okay. two days ago, SMU quarterback Preston Stone, uh, broken leg, lost for the year. Um, and oh, that wow. is honestly why I'm probably going to be taking them. Kevin Jennings, who's a true freshman, it will be taking over for them. He has played a portion this year. He's got a couple of touchdown passes. Like he's decent. He's more of a run first quarterback. You know, he's a true freshman. He's not. He's playing yeah. more like high school esque. Where I can just run around and throw the football instead of just stepping back more. So it's definitely a Tulane has to change their game plan because it's not the Preston Stone step back and throw for thirty touchdowns. Um, and I think that's why Tulane has experience. They won this game last year. They played USC in the damn Cotton Bowl last year, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And won that game. That game was wild. Their only loss this year was without Pratt to an old, really good Old Miss we'll squad. Old Miss team. Who's a top 10 team in the country. Like, in the line's three and a half, so I'll take Tulane. I don't care about the hook here because I think Tulane wins by a touchdown. And that's because of the experience of, of Jennings and that Pratt has the experience and I think they get done for the second straight season. Um, I also don't hate the own 47 and a half because, but Tulane doesn't always necessarily score. SMU's great at scoring. They score yeah. a ton of points. Tulane plays defense. Tulane, Tulane not necessarily, like, they'll, like, they'll win, like, a game, like, 
13. Like this past week, they won. It was a close game, and then they ended up pulling away, and I think they won 29-13 to 29-16. Um, I'm going to look it up right now because they it was it, it was just an interesting – their scores are not like the, the sexiest, if that makes sense. Oh, they, yeah, they beat UTSA 29-16. Now, UTSA was in a better situation than, than SMU was. And this is a top 25 matchup, so awesome to see. Um, I just know they've gotten through a tough, couple of really close, close games. They beat Tulsa by two. They beat East Carolina by three. They beat Rice by two. It's they're used to a, a, a tight, tight game. Yeah. And that is why I think they end up covering the three and a half here. Because they've played in close games, SMU has not. And SMU doesn't have their their true you know, starter playing. So yeah. I'll take Tulane minus three and a half. I love, I love the Tulane. Well, for another reason, but for the, the conference oh. parlay, they're still alive, baby. Conference lay. We got to see if we can go four for four this weekend. Sure. All right, so let's just do our run through our picks real quick for the NFL. Uh, you had a pretty good week for the NFL, right? I did. I mean, one of the one of the better NFL weeks for me. I started off bad and I finished strong. I'll tell you. So you go first. Who are your picks? What happened with them? At least first three. Actually, no, the first two were both wins. They were Jamison Williams over twenty two and a half. CMC over one twelve rushing and receiving, which he hit. In rushing alone, which is just, it's, you know, I saw something funny. Somebody said CMC is the number one pick in the white guy draft. Yep. And it's not even close. Like, he's the number one guy in the, all the drafts. Well, yeah. But of course, Barstool, Barstool had to make, you know, you know, the racial draft. And they were like mm-hmm. white guys, and, you know, and everyone was like CMC. And it just makes so much sense because the dudes, the dude is just elite. Like, there's remember no. They gave, remember they gave the Niners a C plus rating for when they made that trade. Yeah, that's just yeah. That's why people are dumb. So and you I, get another pick on Thursday. Ryan killed the Thursday picks. I did. Thursday was good. And what happened Thursday? Thursday? Tony Pollard over fifty eight and a half. I believe he had eighty three. Something right? like that. Yeah. Um, but those were the three wins. The only loss of the week was over forty seven and a half. Jacks Texans only because of the missed field goal at the end of regulation. But you know, three and one can't complain. Pretty good week. So, All right. so I started off not great like Ryan on Thursday. My Thursday picks were there. Like Cedar Lamb did not get eighty seven and a half yards. He had four for fifty three and a touchdown. By the way, that's the least amount of catches he's had since week uh five versus the Niners. Um it was a blowout. Dak was feeding everybody. Dak also missed C on a good 45-yard pass in the beginning of the game that if he catches it, it's not only a 45-yard completion, it's also a touchdown. And CD hits this number. So, like, ah, it stinks, but whatever. Yeah. I something into the world. Uh, my second pick was George Kittle over 15.5. George went 3 for 19. Like I said, he had hit the 50 yards plus. Uh, six of eight games, and the only games he didn't hit it was when he had, in fact, one catch each game. He had three catches in this one, but Brock did miss him on multiple mid-range receiving receptions. You know, a good 20-yard catch here, another 25-yarder there. He he, Brock missed him a couple times deep. That it's like if he catches any of those, he's probably hitting 50. Um, But we 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 come back, and also it was a blowout. So like they they didn't miss with the football that much. Kittle's also the definition of boom or bust. Like there is no. Well, yeah, like I said. He's he hits the fifty yards after six of eight games. The misses yeah. he had one catch for eight yards and one catch for four yards. Those are the, that's what happens. He either 
get you the 50 yards on touchdown or get you four yards on one catch. And also, there was a blowout game. They didn't really throw the ball a ton. They ran all over Seattle. They just beat the hell out of Seattle at Seattle. Bullied um, Seattle. It was but, fun to watch. But I made a great comeback. Keenan Allen over 86.5. Easy. 14 catches, 106 yards. No touchdowns, but hell of a day for Keenan. Um, I will say, thank God, Zay Flowers scored that touchdown, by the way, because that's how Keenan Allen hit. Because he was sitting at 85 yards, and then he caught the last pass for 21 yards on the last drive. Oh, that's great. Because he had 13 for 85, and I was like, there's no way I'm going to lose this because of Keenan by one yard again, Keenan, or one and a half yards. And then caught the pass. And, All right, never mind. Hallelujah, thank you. Last but not least, DJ Moore. Oh, my God. I love him so much, Ryan. You know I say this every week. Football, you know dude. DJ Moore is top five in receiving the league is 1,003 yards on the year. Um, you know what his over-under for the whole season was? 875? 825 yards. <laughs> Did I bet that, everyone? Yes. Did I bet as much as I wanted to? No. Did that hit? Yes. Am I about to hit every single season-long bet by the end of this week? Yes. Because I need eight yards for Amon St. Brown. I need... What? What's the Trevor one? No, not Trevor. Everyone but Trevor. Trevor, oh. Trevor's 67%. Trevor's actually, because of last week, is now on pace. He's 67.2% of the way there through two-thirds of the season. I love, you have the, I love how you have the I, I Trust me, yeah. I have a calculator each week I update. So, like, yeah, DJ Moore smashed DJ Moore was already over his yards, but then he put up 14, 11 for 114 Monday night in a terrible football game. I did not watch a single lick of it because I was sick as sick can be. Um, Yo, I'm not going to lie. It was so terrible. I need, we need to shout out this man, the this genius of a man who had TJ Hawkinson. First, first touchdown and last touchdown. And the last touchdown. $25 mean how much? I think – like twenty seven hundred. Twenty five dollars, people. Wasn't like two hundred. It's a genius bet. He threw twenty five dollars. No, he touched on T.J. Hawkinson. It was twelve ten final. <laughs> I lost fantasy by the way that week by one point because Justin Fields fumbled the ball twice. Oh, Just saying. Justin Fields is an Ohio State bum. You well, also know that uh, Colcomet, uh his yards was thirty eight and a half, and he hit it in the first quarter and caught one pass the rest of the game. Man, he had six catches for 39 yards in the first half. The Bears? Like, I don't, no, just... I just I prefer, it, it's all tying into our guest next week. He does have some ties to the oh, Chicago okay. Bears. So maybe that's why I just happen to know all this Chicago stuff because I follow my follow the uh, our Listen, good friend. The Bears, the Bears are better than the Patriots. So, I mean, anybody's better than the Patriots. Yeah, point. I mean, the Bears also have, like, weapons. Shout, like, out, we... shout out Jabril for calling us ass. That was so funny, man. Shout out Jabril for not killing me in high school. Um, anyhow. Know who I was. It was great. What? I said he barely knew who I was. It was great. Yeah, no, he almost b- killed me on the football field. Well, <laughs> that's, that's, why love... that's why you don't stand in front of the all-American, the all-American number one high school prospects in the country. Well, I mean, he literally played every position for us on offense except for O line. Yep. So it's like, oh no, oh. I watched him. I watched him take a take a screen to the house. I watched him take a, a rush to the house. I watched him take a damn <laughs> catch catch the ball to the house. I watched him also throw a touchdown. It was, he had a cannon, too. Yep. All right. But, let's go this week, though. What are your picks? Picks for week 13. George Pickens is my first one, and his yardage is over 44.5. I like this number due to the emphasis that the offense is putting on, you know, Kenny Pickett and the play callers to get George the ball. Well, did you also know, Mac, last week was the first time they had a 400-yard-plus offensive yep. day. In 59 games, right? Yep, without Matt Canada. So, yep. 
That alone yeah. should also give George just more opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Hey, yo, Kenny's going to push the ball down the field again, not not over the middle, but down the field on the boundaries because just Kenny Pickett doesn't throw the ball over the middle. It makes no sense. But it's so weird, right? It is. Well, no, weird. this last week he did. Pat Farmer had 106 yards. Yeah, and that's the first time he did. They showed before that game. They showed his like completion chart, and it, it was just like, it was like like the middle was empty. It was just boundary well, backfield. Boundary, is that him or Matt Canada? Because the, what happens? Matt Canada's not there. They suddenly throw forty yards of offense. The offense, yeah. everything clicks. They have a, point, a really good rushing attack by Najee Harris, and he's not just even a starter anymore. Well, he is. He is. He well, is. He is, he is now. Yeah, Jalen Warren but, decided to be one yard short. We won't get into that, but I do like the Pickens forty-four and a half number. I think the offense is going to have emphasis. On trying to get him the ball, and he and is after, deep threat. Also, sorry to cut you off, but what happened last week with Deontay Johnson just not even giving a crap and, and walking around? Uh, he's, he's he's riding out his last five or six games. So I'm just Pittsburgh. saying that 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 alone gives is going to make them. Hey, listen, I'm going to go to George because George actually cares. Yeah. I mean, Deontay, I don't know where that came from, but my guy, you're trying to get a contract, are you not? Like, can't can't be letting fumbles go right by your feet. No, I know. Just stare at it. Go on. But play, play two is Tyreek Hill over 97 and a half. Tyreek is coming off of a 100-yard game against a top five secondary in the league. And I'm scared. to. I, I don't even want to know what he's going to do to the commander's defense, who the last five weeks of the season have given up the most points per game in the NFL, tied with the Lions which the Lions got to clean that up. But the Commanders are giving up the 29 points per game, which is just not going to win anything for them. And it's also like offenses are just going to salivate because it's they know they're going to be able to score. And Tyreek Hill is probably the most electric offensive player in the league. So if I could bet him 200, I would. But unfortunately, that's not an option. You can bet him one fifty. Yeah, you bet him one fifty. Um, I would look into the one hundred twenty-five yard number. Just being honest, because I, he also might hit this number by like halftime too. So we'll see. But if one two pass over the middle, that he takes to the house. Yeah, but I'm gonna go with the most electric and fastest man in football over ninety-seven and a half yards. Dave, we've come time. It is that time of the season where we're just... I don't say we. Don't say we. I'm giving out logical picks. You're giving out absolute... This is insane. But probably going to hit. I'll be honest with you folks. This is probably going to hit. It is Hunter Henry. Anytime touchdown at plus 420. It's the highest odds I've given out by far this whole season. Now, my reasoning, am I an idiot? Probably. But I don't know. You know, I just have this weird feeling that, you know, the Patriots offense is going to have, I think, some life, hopefully, on Sunday. And Hunter is the safety blanket in the red zone. Bailey likes Hunter in the red zone. Bailey likes tight ends in the red zone, to be perfectly honest. But I do think... No. I mean, listen, he's... You mean, no, you love to bet him every single week. I do. Bro, it's 10 bucks. That's the point. So, like, this week is the week to bet him. Well, remember we bet Gazicki to score against the Jets, and we thought it was Gazicki, and we 
they, they, the announcement came across, and they were like, we were, we were jumping up and down. And we just, looked at each other. I was running fast. And like, Kasiki's fast. And like, Hunter's not. Like, oh my God, Kasiki's just going to 60 yard touchdown. We were jumping up and down. They go, Farrell Brown. I go, when the hell did we get Farrell Brown? Like, who the hell is that? Guy? I haven't heard Farrell Brown's name in forever. He, can't, he was in Arizona, was he not? I don't Look know, up. honestly. But, Look that up. Go on. But yes, I, I think Hunter is honestly primarily the red zone passing target. So if we get into the red zone, Bailey, please throw the ball to Hunter. I just, I don't you know. You played at Oregon? Did he? That's interesting. Ah, uh, he was on the Colts practice squad, but before that, he was on the Browns after being in Houston for a couple of years. But I don't know, Dave. I just feel it in the loins. So, you know, he he only has three career touchdown touchdowns, and we saw one of them. Saw one of them. Yeah, maybe oh, yeah. the next yeah, one will come right now. That's crazy. Um, Play number four is going to be Jared Goff over one and a half passing touchdowns. Jared I Gaff. Like Jared Gaff. I like this number because the Saints have a good run defense. They always have. You know, it seems like the last it, ten years. You know, it's you know it's always been hard to run on the Saints. Now I know I the, agree. the Lions do have a good. Um, the Lions do have a good run game, but I just think they're going to have to get their points through the air. And with Amon Ra and Jamison Williams. And even Josh Reynolds and guys like that. And Sam Laporta. Hey, it's the Lions. Lamb is cooking. The, huh? Lamb is cooking. I know. Uh, I have it on in the background. So, um, But I just – I think the Lions are going to have to get their points through the air as well as their run game is. So that is why I am taking the over one of the half passing touchdowns for Jared Goff. Fair. All right, my four picks. First one, a little interesting. I'm going Rashid Rice over three and a half catches. I would take this at three and a half. I would not take it at four and a half. Reason being, he's hit this mark seven of ten games. The three games he missed, he had three catches into two of them. He had two catches in one. He's coming off an eight catch game last week, uh, you know, and a, a good comeback win for the Chiefs. I do think that they're showing that him and he's getting more confidence from his quarterback and Patrick Mahomes. So I think he's going to continue. Mahomes will continue to feed the young rookie. I'll take him over three and a half catches, four and a half. It's got to be good plus money because like I said, he's had four quite a bit this season. He's only gone over four three times this year, but he's gone over three and a half plenty of, um, like I said, seven of his last 10. Second one is going to be chase Jamar chase over 57 and a half yards games. And a half point spread. It's, it's obviously the Jags are very much favored now because of no Joe Burrow. Um, so what's that mean, Ryan, when you have an eight and a half point spread means that the team that's down is going to have to keep throwing the football. So what's that mean? They're going to keep that Browning is going to keep throwing the ball and it's going to be probably the chase chase hit this number in seven or 10 games this year for the 57 and a half. He's also hit it in one out of two games without Joe. He missed it in Baltimore hit it last week. I just think it's too low. I know why it's low because T Higgins is expected to come back, which actually I think would help Jamar get his 57 yes. and a half. Because yes. if he's there, it's just another guy they have to, to worry about. The difference is the Jaguars' secondary is not that good. You know, they've given up multiple 300-yard passers, 350-yard passers. They've been shown that they will get cooked by number ones. So I think this line for Jamar is just way too low. I think this should probably be about eight yards higher. I I kind of did some numbers and said this should be more like 64 and a half because I think he's going to get at least 60 in this game. So I will take him over 57 and a half all day long, folks, for the Monday night game. Next line. 
I think it's just also way too close. Like, way too low. This should have been about 9, 10 yards higher. Bijan Robinson over 58 and a half rushing yards versus the New York Jets. Uh, Bijan's coming off of his best, most complete game of the year, in my opinion, last week. They ran oh, the ball. amazing. It's amazing what happens when you use a generational running back. Give him the ball and run all that. <laughs> now, the Jets, who people say have a good defense, which they do have a good defense, they have not been very good in the run game, especially as of late. They've let up over 100 rushing yards per, per game in four of their last five games. Last week, they gave 120 to the Dolphins. They gave up 160 the week before. They're just not playing well in the run game because they're on the field so much. And I think this is going to be it's, – it's the Falcons versus the Jets. I don't think the Falcons are going to throw the ball a ton. I think they're going to run the ball a lot. I like Bijan here to get over 58 and a half yards. I think that, like I said, this, his line should probably be probably like 66, 67 and a half. So I would take it at 58 and a half. I take it at 59. I take it at 16 and a half. The only time I start to question it is if it's only at like 65. But 64 and below, I'm taking this line no matter what because I think he's going to just get enough touches that help get there. Remember when Saquon rushed against them? Remember Saquon had 140 rushing yards on 20 carries? So oh, yeah, he's their only offense. Yeah, I'm saying but that I think Bijan's going to have a game. Oh, yeah. And last but not least, my last pick will be Brendan Ayuk over 59 and a half yards. It's a bounce back game, massive 4, 4 p.m. game. This should be really be the Sunday night football game if you're going to ask me, Ryan. Um, it is the top two seeds in the NFC East, NFC, NFC, not NFC East, NFC, NFC with the Niners going to play the Eagles. It's a rematch of the NFC Championship game from last year. The Niners are going to get their chance to show, hey, this is what the outcome should have been. Um, and, minus three. Yep. And we know off the bat that um, Eagles have a little problem in the secondary. They left a lot of yards. And Brandon was quiet last week. Last week was the Debo week. I think this is Brandon's bounce back game. They, I wanted to do George Kittle initially at over 44 and a half, but the last couple of opponents versus the Eagles have been really good tight ends, i.e. Duncan Cade, Travis Kelsey, and they all were held in check by the Eagles. But you know who the Eagles couldn't hold in check? Number ones. Guys like Stefan Diggs, guys like Rasheed Rice, who's, I guess, number one, sort of. They, they, yeah. they struggled against the wide receiver. So I'm going to go with the best wide receiver on the 49ers in Brandon Ayuk over 59 and a half yards. I think he's going to have quite a day. Also, A.J. Brown set 72 and a half yards. That's just way too low. Please take A.J. Brown over. Yeah, I'm going to take that. I'll be taking him. No question. Just won't be an official pick. All right. A couple quick little notes. Not not a ton up on the league. Um, Obviously, Frank Reich was fired from the Panthers. They also fired running back coach Deuce Staley. And Josh McCown, the quarterback coach. So now we know at least one team will be searching. Well, the second team of the year will be searching for a coach. They did say he was going to stay all year, um, Frank Reich. But obviously that did not happen. And I have to make the joke, Ryan. Please, nobody hire Frank Reich for the third time. Because the last thing we need is another third Reich. I've seen that joke on so many times. Barstool, all that. Had to throw it out. Um, I have no words for you. It's fine. Justin Jefferson, back from IR, actually had a great time. He, I'll be honest with you, the Vikings needed, needed him to come back because that little magic of uh, the astronaut looks to be fading. And they did say, uh, right now, uh, who's uh, McConnell? Not McConnell. What the hell is his last O'Connell? name? O'Connell. O'Connell. O'Connell already said, no, it's Kevin O'Connell? Kevin yeah, O'Connell. I don't know why I'm saying, I'm saying O'Connell thinking it's a fan game right ahead. Um, Kevin O'Connell already said he's not going to get name a starter for their game post bye week. So that shows me that the pastor not is yet. Yep. 
Yeah. What? Yeah. He's not he's definitely not naming Dobbs necessarily the starter okay. post by. I mean, so I'm telling you, Justin coming back is gonna be a big help. And it's just, uh just an odd decision, but okay. You have a bye week to figure it out. I mean, Josh hasn't looked great the last two weeks, so yeah. we'll see. And um, my last note is the Texans waved Shaquille Griffin. Not really understanding why. That's kind of weird because he'd been playing pretty well for them, so I don't really know what the reason behind that was, but Shaquille Griffin was waved. Now, Ryan, I'm going to let you end this off with, with your me, fun little stuff. Let me take over for college because, uh, Dave, it's that time of the year. The uh, The Dr. Pepper... Transfer portal commercials have started, and now the official transfer portal has started, and it is chaos. As also, it is every no, they did not. They did not score a touchdown. So, um, sad. It's horrible. Horrible goal line play calling. Sad, but that's yeah. Okay. What happened? Um, they just didn't let Tony run it in. So the transfer portal is alive and well. It's jumping. Uh, and there's too many names to do individually, but I will do the the big guys, the big names. The four, the four big name quarterbacks who I think are probably the biggest names right now. Max Johnson commits to UNC from A and M. You know, fresh start. UNC needs a new quarterback. Oh my god, Max, Max Johnson! Johnson. I, didn't what's his name also? Did he not jump through the portal? Who? I could be wrong. The Kansas State quarterback. Yes, Will Howard. Oh, Will Howard did jump into the portal. Yep, you're right. Which was nuts, but that's because they yes. show they have the, the the young kid is sick. Uh, another three more quarterbacks. Riley Leonard or reportedly is headed to Notre Dame through the portal would be an insane get for Freeman and the Irish. I think he actually does fit that system very well mm-hmm. because you can incorporate his legs into a lot of things that Notre Dame runs in their offense. Mm-hmm. Dante Moore also enters the portal. Now you're probably thinking, who the hell is that? He started a couple games for UCLA. He's Wait, a number okay. He was a number three overall recruit in 2023. Teams are going to be foaming at the mouth for him. Apparently, Michigan State is the front runner at the moment. Why? Don't know. But uh, Jonathan Smith seems like, you know, he's getting the recruiting trail to start his tenure as the Spartans head coach. And lastly, probably the best, probably the biggest one, Cam Ward also entered the portal from Washington State or Wazoo. But the report was 10 schools the day he entered the portal apparently had offered him a million, a million dollars or more, which is the, at that point, it's not even an NIL. That's straight up paying for somebody to be like, hey, come play for us. But we'll see where these guys go. Uh, it seems obviously we know where Johnson's going. It seems like Riley is headed to Notre Dame, but the other two are going to be a mystery. And should be fun. So, and guess what? He's only a junior, so he does have another a full, a full. Because I remember he he is only... two more is two more years then. Wow, is he a redshirt junior or a true no? He's junior? a he's a junior. Junior. He, he played did. at Arnacula Wood for a year, and then has been in Washington five, State the last five year. years, right? As a, you if you get, you do. No. If you don't get hurt, you get the four and the graduate. If, if you want to graduate, I don't know well, how much. Yeah, I mean, you could do five if you I mean, wanted he, to. Okay, well, then he, I don't know how this makes sense. He's going to the draft next year. No, because he has to. Because he played in 2020 for Immaculate Ward, six games, and he played was 10-3 in his second season with then. And then he's been two years at Washington State. He's been in college for four years. Oh, I thought you were talking about Riley Leonard. That's my bad. No, Ward. not Riley oh, Leonard. Sorry, I thought sorry. you were talking about Riley Cam Ward, Cam Ward. Oh, okay, yeah, Cam Ward. Yeah, he's done he's it. He's got one year. He's got one year. 
I mean, listen, if, uh, I, would I want to see it? No, but Ohio State needs to make a splash at QB. I, I see. I, I, am I the only non-Kyle McCord hater? Because, like, I don't know. No, but he's just – he's not the – like, he's not the I don't guy. know what you, why you say he's not the guy. He pretty much – Because the last four, four or five quarterbacks that they've had, like, I'm not saying Kyle McCord is bad. I think Kyle McCord is a average, decent quarterback. But like he doesn't have he doesn't have the the drive. Oh my god, DK Metcalf like eighty yards to the house. He doesn't have the drive that like the Justin Fields has. The I, I, I just think it's the, I think Jason getting... Barrett had the Cardell Jones had the Dwayne hat. Like I just don't think he has that like fire. The Dwayne Haskins. Okay, Dwayne Haskins was good at Ohio State. Yeah, he was. Like, I'm not I'm not RIP, but it's he's he's different than what Ohio State is used to having, and I think that's why it freaks them out. So I don't know. I, I just think people are hating on him for yep, seventy three yards. There's his over. It was on Deron Bland too. Well, there's I didn't take touch him at all, but uh, I did. That's what happens when you let a six foot four man who runs a four three run a slant and absolutely cook a corner. <laughs> Uh, a couple other things. Um, Zach Ertz is looking to go to a contender. Right now, the two favorites are, in fact, the Ravens and the and the Eagles. Eagles just make sense. Ravens, the Ravens is a great spot for him. Well, because they need a tight end. Yeah. Um, and I'll let you do the last two, and we'll end this off. Von Miller arrested. Well, actually, he did turn himself in for his domestic violence warrant. So Von Miller, what? Why, man? Just why? Like. Don't don't hit a woman. Like it's not that hard. Come on, man. Like just figure it out. And also, this needed to be brought up because when you sent this to me, this was the this it was the most ridiculous. Have you ever listened to the song from last year they put out? Santa Claus coming to town. Clips of it. I haven't listened to the whole the whole. Oh thing. my god, no! The Santa Claus coming to town from last out last year's album is. And what me and Dave are referring to is the Eagles' <laughs> offensive and defensive line. Now I didn't know the defensive line was a part of it. Yep. They put out a Christmas album, and this I is think the second they're doing it. it the only word to describe amazing. it is angelic. They have such nice voices. It's actually annoying. No, Jordan it's Davis like, has the voice of an angel. No, when I, he started singing, he's all like, I'm nervous, I'm nervous. And Jordan Davis is, acts exactly how I would picture him to act a big, goofy guy. That's yeah. what he is. Like, like a big goofball. Did um, you hear him say shucks? Like, I haven't yeah. heard somebody say no, shucks. That's my thing. Like, like, he's reminds me of like kind of like a Bijan as well. Like, I don't know yeah. if it's... I can't know Bijan is very, like... Big Bijan? Well, Bijan has the voice of a 60-year-old preacher. No, but... How, but because he grew, up, he grew up in church. He's very, yeah. very... He's very religious, but he's very, like, proper. I don't even know how to yeah. say it. Like, like it's not even, like, he's a... a well-raised... He's just a well-raised young man. That's yeah, really the way, way he talks. He's just, like, super yeah. proper. It's a Malik. He talks like Malik. But Malik doesn't have the deep decorum. voice. Decorum, Dave. Decorum. But he doesn't have the deep voice. And that and that's what Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis is like if Malik was, was 6'6", 325 pounds and sick at football. You know, yeah. like only like seven people from our audience know who Malik is. Guess what? People, shout out Malik Henry. Never thought I'd be shouting him out in this podcast. Yeah, I'm going to have to, we're going to tag, we're gonna have to tag him. Going. We're going to tag him in this episode. I'm going to say, we, we, shout out Malik Henry. Just a, just a fine young gentleman. I'm gonna text. I'm gonna text him after this, but that's all we got, people. Yeah, I will. Sorry, went off the rails at the end. <laughs> it's just honestly, listen to Chris's album by the Eagles. It's awesome, man. They it's do so such a good job. Um, thank you so very much. It's not on Apple Music. It's on Spotify. I mean, the new one's on Spot Apple Music, but the old one is only on Spotify. So you know, 
screw up the music. I have up the music, by the way. On that note, before I get off the rails even more, thank you so much as always. I'm Dave. Thank you for listening. All that. We've, we're finishing up with college season. We really love it. Had so much fun with you guys during the regular season. And now we move on to the bowl games. But that's all. I'm Dave. And I'm Ryan. Have a great day. And as always, wink, wink.